Hello everyone, welcome back to another episode of Motivate. I am your host Jefferson Co. and today I will be talking about what to do when life throws you a curveball. So I'm sure everyone is pretty familiar with the phrase of when life throws you a curveball. Like that basically means that everything in your life at the moment is possibly going the way you want it. And it seems like you're doing pretty good. And then all of a sudden something major or something minor happens that completely throws off the vibe and the 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 way that life was going for you. And it kind of destroys your mood. And that's completely normal. It's completely okay. But I want to share a couple experiences where, you know, that basically happened to me. And honestly, hell, we all should be pretty experienced in this category because of this past year with coronavirus and so many ups and downs that 2020 had threw in our faces out of nowhere. So I want to take you guys back to my senior year of high school. And this is the year where my family had moved for the first time after we had been living in this, uh, my initial house for 16 years. So they had moved in when I was two. My other two sisters weren't even born yet. And for 16 years, we stayed there. And um, finally, when I was about to turn 18, we moved. And it was just so sudden and so so crazy in the moment you know um my dad really didn't give us a a good warning and I don't know what was going on I didn't know what was going on at the time and I was just like oh okay well I mean let's go to the store let's get these boxes let's pack let's move and I, I, I don't normally ask questions like you know I'm a middle child so I just you know always kind of obey <laughs> whenever the parent has something to say or you know I just go with the flow and then prob- probably you know ask questions or get mad or you know however I will react to it later and speaking of reactions I first want to say that when when I'm telling these stories I want you guys to pay attention to the initial reaction and then also how I handle it if I even can like for instance in this situation I have no control like I had to just go with the flow And then I want to finally, I want y'all to finally, like, listen to what I actually learned from the experience. So, where was I? So, yes, we moved, and the place that we moved to was, like, 40 minutes away from the high school that I was going to. And I was like, look, at this point, you know, I, I, I didn't really care that we had to move. But I did care that it was my senior year of high school. (laughs) and I had grown in this DeSoto district for 12 years, 12 school years, and I was not going to transfer. I didn't care what my dad said at that point. You know, I was in the moment where I was like, "Uh uh-uh, I'm not transferring. Um, We just gonna have to work something out. And I told him that. I was like, I don't care. I'm not moving. I'm not transferring. I'm graduating at DeSoto High School. And my dad, being a dad that he is, is like, okay, you know, my dad has never been the type of parent to to really try to force something on you. It's and especially me. Like even when I was little, <laughs> uh, whenever I would tell him like oh, I don't want to do this anymore, he be he be he would question like why, 
you know. Uh, but then after I would like really express how much I was not into something, he would be willing to just allow me to choose what I wanted to do. And, and I guess knowing his son, he knew how serious I was. When I told him, I was like, I'm going to drive 40 minutes every morning just to get to school on time. And mind you, the Soto High School, I don't know if they change their schedule anytime soon. Well, since I've been gone, since I've graduated. but. Class starts at 7.30 in the morning. <laughs> so that means I had to wake up at 5 every single day <clears throat> until we figured out a, a new arrangement on what I was going to do as far as getting to school. But I had to wake up at 5 in the morning every day and just so I can make it to class on time. And my first period was band. I told my band director. He was very understanding, very helpful and very lenient with my attendance because I'm not even gonna lie, I was late a lot of times. Most of the times was due to like traffic, me not waking up early enough, or just the simple fact that I had senioritis. <laughs> but, um, <clears throat> so yes, so how I initially reacted, I was like, okay, we're moving. But then later on, I became a little bit more, you know, um, like, aggressive about what I wanted to do next and how I wanted to handle it. So I handled it by telling my dad straight up, like, look, this is what I want to do. I don't know why we <laughs> initially had to move. I later on found out. But at the moment, I'm like, you know, this is crazy, but I don't want my senior experience to be taken away from me. And so I stood my ground and my dad was okay with it. And um, and then what I really learned from the experience as a whole, because throughout the year, I had to like drive back and forth at five in the morning, come back late after band practice at like nine o'clock. You know, I didn't get home back home to like nine o'clock. And what we did, I had to live with my aunt during the week because she was a lot closer to the school. And then on Mondays and Fridays, I had to make that drive, you know, but, um, I definitely learned that, you know, you can definitely accomplish whatever you want to accomplish, no matter how impossible it may seem. At the time, forty a forty minute drive to a senior in high school was like, why am I even doing this? I mean, even now, like if somebody told me <laughs> while I'm in college to like if they wanted to go somewhere and it's forty minutes away, I'm like, bro, that's a bit far, you know. But I was very, very adamant on trying to finish my last year. I was also a drum major, and I was just like, everyone, I, I wanted that senior experience, and I wanted to graduate with the friends that I had grown up with since literally elementary school, because the district, I stayed in the same school district. So I was like, you know, I definitely learned to really go after what you want and stay, stand your ground, really, stand your ground. Although I felt like my dad really didn't give me much resistance on the fact, he was just trying to be the logical one, like, hey, you know, it's a far drive, it's a bit dangerous every day with the traffic and all that. But I was still very, I was like, hey, I'm gonna be careful, I'm gonna make sure I'm gonna make it on time as much as I can, I'm gonna wake up early, like, you don't even have to worry about waking me up. You know, even though he never really does, I don't even know why I just said that. I'm thinking, thinking back, I'm like, my dad stopped waking us up in like elementary school. <laughs> But um, but yeah, 
And then another story that you guys are probably a lot more familiar with too, like I'm, I mean, like a bigger audience is more familiar with it, is the fact that, um, like recently we all had to go through a power outage, and you know, I don't know what month it was, but it was earlier this year. You know, a lot of like parts of Texas, I'm pretty sure. It was a lot of part of the country too. I don't really watch the news like that. There's too much negativity at times, but I'm pretty sure a lot of people were affected by the sudden power outage that everyone had to go through. And, um, you know, and I'm pretty sure a, a lot of people initially reacted to it the same way I did. You know, you were upset. <laughs> like, why is everything off? I'm cold, I have to light candles, I can't see anything, I can't even cook any food. I need, I, you know, the water was out too. I don't know if it, how bad it was, but for me, the water and the power was out. You know, I couldn't shower, I couldn't do a lot of things. And it was just a lot of sudden change. And a, a, that was a huge curveball that life just threw at me and a lot of people around me. And initially, I was definitely upset. And, but the way that I handled it, I was thinking, like, you know, you know, this is pretty bad, but a lot of things shut. A lot of things are shut down, and I can definitely just use this time to bond, and really just have a good time with my roommates. And that's what we did. Like, you know, some people also came over that were like close by. We all just like stuck together. We had a good time. At one point, I pulled out my saxophone, uh, even though I don't play it that often. But we had a little jam session. We played games. We lit candles. We played Monopoly, and y'all know Monopoly is a long game. So if you playing Monopoly, that means y'all there for a good minute. And you know, ultimately, I had a good time. We, you know, sometimes tragedies and struggles are the things that bring people together. And you know, that sounds kind of like weird, but it kind of it kind of helps build better relationships with the people around you. And I definitely learned that no matter what the situation is, you can always, always find a way to turn it into something more positive just based off of how you, you know, how, how you react to it, like based off of how your attitude is toward it. So although you may not be able to control the outside world, but you can definitely control your inner world, which is your attitude, your mindset, and, and the way you're going to react to certain things. So that's basically the main message for this episode is that sometimes although life will throw you the meanest curveballs and um it can sometimes suck i would just like to remind you that you know control what you can control which is your emotions your attitude and to remind yourself that although life can be crappy sometimes you you are like you're still here it's still a blessing to be here it's still a blessing to uh, to just make what you can out of what you have and just enjoy it as much as you can enjoy to live to love life I'm sorry enjoy like learn to love life I say that a, I've been saying that a lot lately even on my motivate snap I said uh, a couple weeks ago, learn to love life. And I really, really mean that because just that phrase alone, I truly believe that it'll save many, many lives. If you take that phrase to heart and really apply it to yourself, like learn to love life. And I definitely think that that'll have to be a topic for another episode because that, that phrase alone is just so deep. 
it's it's extremely deep and I and I truly truly love that phrase. So I don't have to save that topic for another episode. And that's all that I have for today's episode. First, I would like to say that I am noticing you guys following my Instagram account at Motivate with Jefferson Co. And I just want to say thank you so much for following that account. I just made it around the first episode and I haven't really been too active on it, but I will become more active because I definitely appreciate the fact that more and more people are following it. And I just want to say I notice you all and thank you. Um, so yes, that's all that I have for today's episode. And also please subscribe and follow on whatever platform that you are listening to. Also follow me on my personal Instagram account at Jefferson K Co for more inspirational and motivational posts like this one, because as always, I do have a lot more to share and a lot more to learn. Thank you all for tuning in this week and I will see you guys at the next one.